Hello everyone and welcome back to the Doodlecast. My name is Marshall and today I will be talking about how to get started in the world of art and what that means because it can be very confusing at the beginning when you are just given this cornucopia of things <laughs> and it's hard to tell which direction you're gonna go in so this is to help narrow it down and just some of the things that I did that helped me get to the point where I am. If you guys have any other suggestions or any stories of how you guys started art, please let me know on any of my social media so that way I can get your guys' stories out to the public. Now, some of you may be listening to this podcast more casually and you're not an artist and you're thinking, okay, yeah, I could never draw. Drawing is too hard. I could never do art. It's just complicated for me. And to that I say, you're wrong. I believe that anybody can be an artist in their own personal way and that every human being has some sort of creative energy inside of them. It's just about finding that right outlet for you. So hopefully this episode will inspire you to go out and find your creative outlet. So first, let's talk about the what's as in what do I want to use or do or what kind of media am I going to be expressing myself with? A good base for finding that media is actually understanding what kind of learner you are. And by that I mean, do you process things better auditorially, um, hands-on, do you need to see it visually, things like that. Because if you're able to adapt your artistic outlet with your learning style, it becomes a lot easier to improve. And as you grow as a learner, your art style will grow with you. So for example, if you are more of a hands-on learner, you need to get your hands into something, I would highly suggest sculpture or using clay, things like that. I personally am garbage when it comes to sculpting because I am constantly tweaking these little things. I am definitely a hardcore perfectionist, but it's extremely relaxing and it's a way to bring your creations to life in a 3D sense, which I always found extremely satisfying. If you are a mix of visual and hands-on like myself, then definitely 2D drawing would be a fantastic place to start. This is also just a good base if you really don't know what kind of learner you are because drawing has so many different routes and different ways that you can learn, like books, the podcast, videos, tutorials. So there's a lot of different options for you to be able to start getting into it. Personally, what drew me to 2D illustration is the fact that I personally have ADD and I find it hard to describe the way I see the world to other people just because I see everything as an RPG, basically, (laughs) and I see everything as a cartoon because I personally like to look for the good in everyone and I like to highlight their best features. But that's just me, I'm very optimistic. Another thing for very visual-based learners would definitely be cosmetology and costume design, including cosplay. That is something that takes a keen eye for detail. That is something that really takes concentration. And it can be challenging, definitely, because to be able to take you know, somebody's hair and makeup and clothing and personality and put that into one artistic expression that is going to be walking, living, and breathing in the real world is insane. (laughs) 
And even in that large category, there are still smaller categories that you can go into like high fashion, um, cosplay, regular salon hair design, fashion color hair design. So there are many avenues you can go down if you don't find that one works for you, but you still like the idea of being more of a stylist per se. Now, if you're more auditorial, then obviously I would suggest some sort of songwriting or music. Personally, I took some music classes and things like that. I tried piano, I tried violin. I do sing not very well, but in my spare time and in school I did chorus. And that was fun, but just for me, auditory learning can be hit or miss, but I have seen many people who have just been able to pick it up so well. I actually had a foreign exchange student not too long ago, and she was fantastic at the guitar. She taught herself everything, and it was amazing to see her be able to just look at a sheet of paper and teach herself the notes. That is something that is extremely inspiring. And even with that, there's still digital music that is coming into popularity, like techno, things like that. Lo-fi, I personally love lo-fi whenever I'm drawing. That's usually what I listen to to just put myself in a calm state. So even people who are auditory learners but aren't necessarily gifted in traditional musical talents, there's an outlet for you as well. There's literally thousands of different kinds of electronic music. I actually just got an automaton. It's the weird music note shaped thing that has a face on it and it makes a lot of beeping sounds when you press the chords. I got that from my significant other for my birthday and I absolutely adore that thing mainly because I can make obnoxious noises but also because I'm learning how to recreate memes on it and that personally is a dream come true. <laughs> now personally the one form of art that I find extremely amazing and I really feel like takes a lot out of a person is animation because you have to have such a creative yet tactical mind to be able to put so much focus onto these little things and making the animation you know congruent throughout and not just randomly being like well maybe I'm gonna make their head a little bit larger because personally for me I'm like well you know and my ADD kicks in and it's like hey so why don't we just do a random thing that we think will look good but won't make sense for the congruency <laughs> that definitely takes a lot of practice and patience but I highly encourage anybody who wants to even try animation go for it you are much more bold than I am because I have tried a couple little things with animation with my tablet and procreate and it is extremely difficult personally Though I've seen some amazing artists do animation and make it look like it takes absolutely nothing, so I will definitely be featuring some of those artists on here. There are plenty of other different kinds of art styles, but those are just the first that really came to mind when it came to starting and getting a feel of what you like. But once you get all that, then you go into the next what, which is what do I start out with? And that could be for inspiration-wise, that could be material-wise, where do you get the materials, how much do they cost, how do you do it on a budget. But let me start out by saying that you do not have to immediately jump to getting the most expensive tools that are out there to be a good artist. I actually would highly recommend starting out with things that are in your budget, just because it's not necessarily the tools that make the art amazing. 
it's your skills and what you can do with them. The tools just enhance it. I've seen professional artists do these kinds of challenges where instead of using their normal like thousand dollar paints, they just use crayons and they were able to make something amazing. So don't feel like you need to go out and buy a whole bunch of thousand dollars worth of markers and sketchbooks and an iPad and amazing sound equipment. You just need to start out with the simple stuff so that way you can take your baby steps. You can even use things from home. Like I said in my past episode, I used printer paper and pencils for the longest time when I first started out. I didn't even put color on my drawings. It was just sketches, nothing else. Maybe I would put like some pen on it or something, but I didn't really have much as a kid. So I used what I had. I drew on the walls. That wasn't really appreciative and I don't condone that mostly, but <laughs> it's what I had. So I worked with it. For my sister, who was really talented with sewing, there were actually a lot of community events as well. Um, now this may be limited currently just because of the pandemic and everything, but she actually entered in a sewing contest that was at a local library and she got second place and they provided all of the sewing machines and the fabrics and everything and she ended up doing really well. Plus there's also different schools like trade schools that can help extend your knowledge. I actually got my cosmetology degree in a trade school that I did while I was attending high school. So I got my regular high school diploma and my cosmetology license at the same time. And personally where I live, there's actually a fashion department in there as well and a par department for print production. So those were all free as well, as long as you're able to apply and have decent grades. And even local theater or high school theater, you can practice your makeup skills. I know personally, I was also in theater in high school. I was, yes, a theater kid, it's kind of obvious. <laughs> and for the shows, I would do people's hair and makeup. I would help design props. I would help with clothing and costumes, things like that. So there are plenty of outlets out there for you that barely cost anything. So please do not feel the need to spend an arm and a leg and then some if you're just starting out. But as for keeping up with your education and your inspiration to start on whatever art journey you're on, I highly suggest looking up YouTube tutorials, TikTok trends, Instagram trends, things like that, and just try them out. Like one of my favorite trends was actually the Sailor Moon redraw because it was just a one shot from a random episode and everybody redrew it in their own style and it was extremely inspiring to see how so many artists could take this one screenshot and create millions of different things out of it so following those trends and exercises can really help benefit you with learning and also developing your art style but keep in mind what I said in the last episode, it can be very easy to compare yourself to other artists and it can be very easy to put yourself down because you like something else in somebody's art and you see yours and you lack in that area. So instead of necessarily putting yourself down for those things, make sure you give yourself credit and make sure you find things that you like about what you did and remain in a positive headspace because personally for me, if I get too negative in my thoughts, then that will reflect on my art and that will reflect on how it presents and how I feel it looks quality-wise. 
So as you're starting, just be wary of those kinds of things in case if you are very sensitive to criticism or you're just not used to criticism yet. The next big what you should definitely think about is what is your inspiration for your art. Personally, for me, it's a mixture of a lot of different things. It can come from real life, it can come from dreams, it can come from just pure imagination, but that is going to be the main driving force behind your artwork and it's going to be the thing that makes you stand out the most. The next episode of the podcast will actually be just based on inspiration, how to find it, what to do during art block, and things like that. So be sure to tune in for the next episode if that's someplace that you feel like you're struggling in because definitely at some point all artists have art block and it can be very challenging. But we can get through this together, I promise. Art block is only temporary. <laughs> and the last what's that I have are what should I remember? As in just little things along the way that you need to keep in mind so that way you keep in a good headspace. Mainly just practice makes progress not perfect. And by that I mean you can practice forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And if you are an artist who wants to strive to seek a certain goal, most likely our self-criticism will be like, oh, well you could do this and this and this better. So don't expect to practice something twice and then be perfect at it. It's okay if you have an off day. It's okay if one day you draw something beautiful and then the next day you go to recreate it, not on, you know, your schoolwork or something. Then it kind of ends up looking like a pile of poop. That happens. <laughs> and that kind of goes along with the next what should I remember is we are our own worst critic. I also cannot say critic very well. I'm sorry. I'm from Maryland. We have a weird accent stay with me here but we are our own worst enemies so just remember to give yourself some credit give yourself some slack and if you don't have a good art day you can say that's okay i did something amazing the other day everybody needs a break don't push yourself too hard because if you end up pushing yourself too hard you push yourself into a giant ditch and it's very hard to get out of that it's like tunnel thinking so try and just remember that you're doing all right I'm proud of you at least. Good job, you. <laughs> Another what is ask others for constructive criticism. Now, you should remember to do that, but at the same token, ask people who you know will give you constructive answers, but not hurtful. Because there's two ends of the spectrum on that. You can have somebody give you advice and it's all negative like they hate your drawing and they're like oh well you should change this and this and this and this and this and this and i hate this by the way that looks gross and at that point that's not constructive criticism that's them just shitting on your art constructive criticism is more like oh this and this looks good but hey i noticed that maybe the eyes are a little big or they're a little bit apart Maybe you could try and work on your anatomy, or I like to see more color. Maybe you could try something new with color. But then also don't go for somebody who's just going to be like, oh my gosh, I love it. Don't change anything about it. Because although that can be extremely nice to hear, everybody has some little things that they might change to it. And it's nice to hear a different perspective. So make sure you find somebody who is reliable for that constructive criticism. And finally, do what makes you happy. At the end of the day, with art and with drawing, if you're not happy with what you're doing, then it's not going to turn out as well as you want it to. You want to thoroughly enjoy 
whatever type of medium you're working with because that's how you're going to get the most satisfactory results you are going to feel so much better about it if you have a good time while making it i mean obviously you're not going to be all happy sunshine all the time while doing art i know there have been times where i want to throw my ipad across the room because i'm frustrated but it's not necessarily because i'm not happy it's just because i'm challenging myself and you need to make sure that before anything else before the constructive criticism before the practice before anything you need to make sure that what you're doing is something that's going to make you happy because that's the number one thing about art is that even if necessarily this subject matter isn't a happy thing a happy subject you should feel a sense of joy from what you're doing just because you're able to get out those emotions and those feelings in a way that maybe is easier for you and nothing could bring me more joy than that because I know sometimes where I lack in words or where I lack in communication with others, I can make up for in my artwork and that makes me very happy. Now I'm going to switch from the what's and go to the where's. And by where, I mean where do I see myself going with my art? As in, do you have any specific long-term and short-term goals? Do you think this is more of a career or a hobby? Little things like that. And you don't need to think about these wares right at the beginning if you're just getting started. But it's definitely a good thing to keep in mind. Like, personally, I see art as somewhat of both. It's something that is a stress reliever and it's something that I would like to continue as my career. I mean, obviously, I am in cosmetology and things like that. And I am drawing on the side, I'm doing the podcast, but at the same token, I still keep some of my art to myself just so that way it doesn't lose its special touches for me and it doesn't lose the therapeutic aspect of it because if I'm constantly sharing all of my artwork and if I'm constantly sharing everything that I do, then it comes to feel like I have nothing special left for me. So that's my personal goals. My personal goals is to keep up with it as a career path, but also to make sure that I keep those special things for myself so that way it still has its magic. Also, at the same token, if you're just doing art for a hobby, don't put yourself down for that. A hobby is just fine to have, and I hate people who make it sound like hobby artists aren't as serious as career artists. Career artists, yes, it's a job, and yes, they need to do it to live, but at the same time, hobby artists and career artists, we all do the same thing. We all create art because we want to. So just because you are a hobby artist does not mean that you have any lesser value or you're not as cool, if that makes sense. <laughs> and the second where is where do I get supplies? That can be a loaded question just depending on budget and location and things like that, but it's actually fairly easy. Definitely start out at just regular craft stores, department stores, like Target, Michaels, things like that. It's very simple. To know what to buy, I feel like is the more complicated question, but I would definitely say test out different things, ask other artists that you like, you know, what products that they use, what apps they use, what tutorials they use, things like that, and try them out for yourself. But try less expensive options before you jump to buying a $1,000 paint set. I know from experience <laughs> that at one point I bought these really expensive gauche paints, gauche, gauche, I honestly don't know how it's pronounced, but I'm going to say gauche and y'all are going to deal with it. <laughs> 
but I bought them. They were super expensive and extremely nice paints, but I do not like painting with them. I'm more of an acrylic and paint pen person. Gauche just don't work well with me. I get so frustrated with them. So I had just wasted so much money on paints I never used. So lesson learned, try less expensive options. Like before I got Posco, again, another art thing that I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing right, but if I'm pronouncing it wrong, then you're going to have to deal with it. <laughs> but Posca, I, before I jumped to buying those, I actually just used some regular like Sharpie paint pens to see how I liked them. And I like working with paint pens. So then I went and I got the Posca and those even weren't that ex expensive. I'm just somebody who's very money cautious. Obviously I'm 19, I'm broke, and I'm just starting to adult as it is called. <laughs> Also, don't be afraid to use non-traditional art tools. If that's something that you like, then please, by all means, go for it. Like, personally, this is just me being weirdly specific, but if I am sketching in pencil, I much prefer to sketch with the yellow number two, like, classic pencil. That's just me. Most people, you know, sketch with sketching pencils and fancy stuff like that. But if you find something that makes you happy and you're like, yeah, I like the way this works, don't feel pressured into getting something just because main big artists use it. If that's what you like, then that's what you like. And that's what you're going to produce the best work with is something that you're comfortable with. So don't feel pressured to go straight to the like expensive, fancy things because sometimes like personally for myself a number two pencil is the most satisfying thing in the world those things are fantastic i could have a whole episode just describing how much i love number two pencils i'm not sponsored i'm not anything i just find them satisfying i love it so much <laughs> this is part of my add going off but it just oh sharpening them fantastic a plus <laughs> my ramblings aside <laughs> For the final big things you should think about is the big why and why do you want to start art? That is a loaded question again, but it's definitely something important to think about. Why do you really want to start? Do you want to start because you think it's cool or are you trying to compete with someone? Or are you doing it because you found it through a therapeutic sense? You found it through a euphoric sense, happy sense, whatever. Are you doing it to vent? so many different reasons but you should always keep that in mind is why did you start because if you continue on it can your goals can change and things can become different but you always want to remember why you originally started so that way you keep your goals in mind you keep your original goals in mind and also you just i hate to say this it sounds like i'm being like stay well king but like you stay humble about it like, personally, the reason why I wanted to start drawing is because I wanted everybody to see the way that I saw the world. And that's what I am continuing with. That's what I've always done. Occasionally, I'll be like, oh, well, you know, I really want to become a popular artist, so I'll follow this trend and this trend. And I'll sidetrack myself. But then I'll be like, you know, it's not really what I see in everybody else. It's a trend that I see. So knowing that big why of why you started can be really beneficial for you if you just feel like you're a little bit lost and you've kind of strayed off your path. Though obviously, like I said, the why can change, 
throughout, but it's always good to have that base of why are you doing what you're doing. And with all of that being said, I am going to wrap up today's episode here. If I did not get to all of your guys' questions, or if you just have something that popped up while I was talking, please let me know, leave a comment on my Instagram, anything, and I would be happy to put out a part two if you guys have enough questions. In general though, I hope this gets you guys started on your art journeys, or maybe this reminded you of the basics, so that way you can focus on the fundamentals of what you need to do to maybe forward yourself. And of course, be sure to check out all of my social media to keep up with my own personal drawings and my little projects that I have going on on the side. And if you like this podcast so far, please be sure to give it a share. Tell your friends you found a cool podcast and you're like, yeah, check this out. And they're like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that way we can keep this ball rolling. I'm already very happy with how the first episode turned out and how many people have listened to it. So thank you guys so much for that. But... With all of this aside, I hope you guys enjoyed this second episode of the Doodlecast, and I will see you guys in the next episode. Doodle on!